It's time to turn out the lights, grab some popcorn, and watch some horror movies. This is the Terrible Terror Podcast. Each episode I delve in the world of horror movies. Why do I do it? Well, I can't explain it, but I love these horrifying flicks. If you made a horror movie on your phone, or made your own special effects MacGyver style, please send them my way. Now, what do you get when you mix Santa, Krampus, and three women who happen to run a YouTube adventure channel? Why, you get the film... Sleigh Bells. Hi, hello everybody. Ooh, coming a little hot there. And welcome to a new episode of the Terrible Terror Podcast. We are in December. That means the year is almost over. And so we're looking at some holiday movies. And I thought that I would look at two more recent ones for the month of December. And we're going to start off with Sleigh Bells. Now, this is one that I saw pop up on Amazon Prime when I was kind of looking around at movies. Uh, you know, another peek behind the scenes here. Sometimes I don't come up with movies right away. And it was, oh shit, it's December. Oh shit, I probably should do some Christmas movies uh, to look at for the month. And so, while I feel that there's a lot of really good older ones, I want to look at two that I haven't seen and I can have, like, fresh eyes with. So, that's why I chose Sleigh Bells, and I chose the other movie that we're going to find out what that is at the end of the podcast. But... Sleigh Bells really kind of intrigued me right away just because of the description and also when I watched the trailer. But the description, now I'm going to read this to you and I normally don't do this because it's one of those things where, one, there isn't a lot of information about this movie out there. Like, there isn't, surprisingly, a Wikipedia page about it when a lot of these movies, I can find them. But this one, for some reason, I can't find much there is an IMDb page, but, you know, when you look for Sleigh Bells on Wikipedia, you find a RuPaul album. That's that's what you get. So, the quick synopsis of the film is that Santa Claus helps three cosplaying girls after they accidentally unleash Krampus. Together, they have to stop the monster before he can continue his killing spree. Um, the reason that I'm saying this, in that I read off that little description of it, because the movie is... Only half that, not even. Like, half of that is a lie, and half of that is truth. And maybe one part of it that I think is a lie could be thought of as the truth. But that, to me, doesn't... Like, it. I don't match those two things up. And we'll talk about it. Well, So, there isn't that, like, hey, I have all these little things, and here's my, you know, reaction to it, and... Here's my, you know, experience with the film. No, it's literally like I looked it up. Uh, I saw it on Amazon Prime and I was like, hey, this looks like a movie that I could watch for Christmas. Uh, and it's it's an interesting film in general. Uh, for the first part, it's really short. Like it's an hour and 17 minutes long. 
uh, which is perfect. It's classified, at least on IMDb, as adventure horror. Uh, I don't believe that it had a theatrical release. I believe this just went straight to VOD. Um, on IMDb, it's got an average rating of a 4.1 out of 10, based on 243 ratings that were on there. There are some critics' ratings they get, but there isn't anything like how I couldn't couldn't really find how much the movie was made for. Um, maybe underneath the trivia section, if I was going through, ooh, it's so bad that you have to submit trivia for the damn thing. It was released last year on December fourth. Um, it filmed at Santa's Village, uh, and that is out there in um, God, I can't remember. Uh, you know, it also filmed at Sky Forest Lake, Lake Arrowhead, San Bernardino. Um, so it filmed at an actual, like, Santa's Village kind of amusement park at the same time. Which is kind of neat, because that's basically the theme of the movie, right? Or the basis where everything stays. But for the most part, it's very low on locations. And it seems like, even though they filmed at these places, like, they filmed very sparingly at these places. And the majority of the thing was filmed inside of just, like, a soundstage inside of a room in a cabin somewhere. So, it's... Definitely an interesting film. Now, you know, sometimes I say this at the beginning, sometimes I say it at the end. Uh, should you see this film before listening to this podcast? Um, maybe. <laughs> That's why I want to say it now. Normally, I will tell you at the end, yeah, you should have seen it before or before I even start. No, go stop. There are things that you need to see. There are things I think that you need to see because of how ridiculous it is. Do you need to spend the time to watch it? Well, it's only an hour and 17 minutes, and if you have am. Amazon Prime, there you go. You can sit and watch it, and then you come back listen to the podcast. That's great. Uh, if it interests you afterwards, watch it. If it doesn't, mm, we'll see what happens uh, <laughs> at the end where I kind of stand. But, you know, it's one of those things where I'm going to give this movie a chance because, hey, I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about the writer, which has his own, like, tagline Uh <laughs> For his name as Spooky Dan Walter, uh, Walker, sorry, not Walter, who was the director and I believe was also uh, part writer for the film. And it was also um, supported by Dread Central. So it's one of those movies where it's got a decent backing to it. And, you know, it's just kind of being put out there to be a fun film. So is it a fun film? Well, how about we go ahead and start the film and of course, this is one of those movies where we're going to start kind of at the ending and where we see what's going on. So this is uh, the setup for kind of the end of the film. And then it pans back to about 12 hours earlier where we get to be introduced to the girls for the very first, well, fully for the very first time. What the fuck is going on? Who are you people? Why are you covered in blood? Why do you have my gun? Why does my neck hurt? Who tased me? Chris, I fucking knew you killed that kid. I knew you were crazy like that. I need answers, and I need them now. Shut the fuck up, sit down, and listen. Oh my god, you see the look on Santa's face? I do think we made Santa's naughty list. <laughs> That's because your guys' outfits are amazing. I should send the Santa picture to Brian. No, don't even think about it. That astronaut hasn't called you in weeks. We're still putting these up on our fucking website for the world to see. Okay, so I got the box. Dahlia, you got the wreath. What'd you get, Alexi? I totally chickened out, but I bought green nail polish. 
boring. Why are you the enemy of fun? I should just take all of your Christmas presents and return them and wrap you some coal instead. You know better than to mess with me on Christmas. Oh, wait a sec. Um, is tomorrow the holiday you've been talking about every fucking day since Thanksgiving? Sure. Tease me and then leave me. It's bad enough that I have to go to work right now. Work! Somebody's got to pay the rent unless your dad wants to cover me. Well, what if I told you rent was covered? And so's your ship. What? The only puppies you're going to have to worry about today are these. You're coming with us on adventure. All right? Merry Christmas, bitch. <laughs> okay. So, if you're like me, the first reaction you're going to have to this scene is, Oh, fucking God. We're going to have to deal with these fucking people for the rest of the film. So, these are our main three characters of the film. There's Alexi who is the more level-headed out of all of them. You got Dahlia, who's the only one that shows her boobs throughout the whole movie. And then you got Sadie, who's the blue-haired like girl, who's like the extreme ditz of the group, who is obsessed with this guy named Brian. Wait a second. Is that who that is? Oh, never mind. But, you know, she's the one that's overly obsessed with a dude, really airheadish, and we constantly get panty shots from, from the entire fucking movie. So, that's our three main characters. They're definitely based on, like, the Valley Girl stereotype. They all have, like, crazy colored hair, and they're all wild, and it says Adventure Girls on the side of the bus, and you have to wonder what the fuck is the Adventure Girls, and why the hell's it on the side of their little minivan. I know I said bus, but I meant minivan for the previous one. But... It's like, so, they do something interesting, like a lot of films do. I actually kind of like it. I like it when you're at a like in a movie, and you start kind of at the end, or at an important part in the film itself, right? And then you find out how you got there. And it's a lot about the ride on getting to that point, and whether or not it works, and whether or not it's good, is dependent upon the payoff that you get before that scene. And as that scene, if it's the end of the movie, or is it going to be something pivotal that's going to lead you to the end of the movie? So that's something I had to think about the entire time when I was watching it. And when you fade in on these girls coming out of whatever shop they are where they stole some fucking shit, like, they're all happy, like, what did you take? And she's like, I bought nail polish. Like, ooh, you're no fun. No, she's fucking decent. Like, if this is the way that it's going to start, I have no hopes for the fucking payoff at the, when we get back to the point that the film started at. Like, it's so ridiculous that they're automatically kind of going into this like, oh, well, we got this and we got that. And they don't even show what they took. But it's like, what did you get? Oh, I think one of them says that they took a wreath and the other one took like holly or some shit. So they're stealing Christmas stuff for one. Okay, so if this film involves Santa helping them fight Krampus, he should just let Krampus fucking have him and like deal with it. Like he probably put a ton of fucking coal in those two stockings and it, it makes me kind of like start to think based upon how we're building these characters, if there's like Krampus is going to show up and they're going to go and beat the crap uh, out of him or unleash him or whatever that maybe there's only going to be one of these girls left. And the trailer kind of leads to that a little bit, but it doesn't lead to these characters being so fucking stereotypical and kind of moronic at the same time. So 
it makes me want those other two characters to die. Like, I want Dahlia to die first, and then I want Sadie to die. But, you know, I'm a little upset for the fact, because I know that Alexi's going to live, because she seems to be, like, the good person of the group, and really it doesn't know what these people do. And neither do we, really, honestly. Uh, well, we find out in just a moment, but it's... It just, like, leads me down that path. Like, they're going to be chased by Krampus and slowly, one by one. Which, hey, you know, if that's the way it's going to be, perfectly fine. I'll be very happy with it. Um, and it's especially when you dislike characters. Or they're just not built that well. Or they're not acted that well. It's okay if they get their comeuppance. If they don't, then uh, maybe we're going to have a problem. But we'll see how the movie goes as it moves along. So... They all pile in the in the van because they somehow got her off of her job for the day. Okay, that's kind of cool, friends. And that's a weird job where they're like, hey, who the fuck are you guys? Don't you know who we are? We're friends with Alexi and we're the adventure girls. Yeah! And we're going to need her for the day, so you're going to have to give her some time off, okay? Oh, okay. Just... Tell her that she won't be fucking coming in on Monday either. She can have the whole fucking weekend off because whatever she's doing with you guys, she shouldn't work here anymore. So, rent supposedly covered. I guess maybe her dad covered it. Dahlia's dad, by the way. Um, and then she doesn't have to work for the day. So they're going to go on an adventure. And, well, let's see. These... They call them the Adventure Girls, and that's what's put on the side of the van. And then let's find out what these Adventure Girls actually do. There you go. What is it you guys do exactly when you're out there? You're telling me you've never seen a single one of the Adventure Girls video casts? I did once, yeah. Okay then, which adventure was it? Uh, it was, um, it was a factory one. Abandoned water park? I know, I'm a terrible friend. I haven't watched any of them. Uh, what do you guys do? I, well, I know you go, you break into weird places and you film yourselves. But what is it that urban explorers actually do? I mean, we just go to awesome places people don't dare go to. And film ourselves running around. And then there's the treasures. Yeah, we collect one keepsake from each place we explore. Oh, so it's kind of like, um, stealing. It's not stealing if it doesn't belong to anyone. These places have been closed forever. I hope Santa Land has some amazing swag. So while you guys are doing all that awesome stuff, what am I going to do? Um, have the best fucking Christmas ever. Woo! <laughs> okay, so how are you going to have the best Christmas ever if you're being forced to go to an abandoned Santa Land and they're going to steal shit and record it? So, first of all, I feel like I'm lied to at this point because... They're supposed to be cosplayers, at least that's what the summary says, but they're not fucking cosplayers at all. Like, they're YouTubers. That's exactly what they all, maybe they can't use it, they could put, they're vloggers, they're adventure cateers, they are, I don't know, fucking, you know, slutty dressing women using the fact that they break into abandoned music parts for empowerment. 
Whatever the hell they are, they're not fucking cosplayers. I don't see a Sailor Moon. I don't see a fucking Dragon Ball. There's no fucking Beauty and the Beast Belle or fucking Jasmine or fucking Iago or, or you don't see no goddamn crab dude. You know, these aren't crab people cosplayers that you've got here. You know, they look like crab, talk like people, but fucking snippet people. You don't see that. You just see them dressed up in outfits. Granted, they do change a little later on, but it's still not a cosplay thing. When you look at the videos that they they do, and it's funny because they put little things on the side, but I can't quite make out what they say. But it's like, that that's frustrating to me too. I'm already like going off on a secondary tangent already, and it kind of pisses me off uh, that I can't stay on fucking track. But... When they do show that and they're filming and they're doing like, yeah, the Adventure Girl time, woo, and doing that stuff. And they're filming the video. It's like, it says live on the bottom and it fucking blinks red. Yet there's a progress fucking bar. Why is there a fucking progress bar on the bottom that is moving? Okay, I understand when it's live, it's there. Maybe it'll move a little bit. If it was film live, you'll see that the progress actually goes on if somebody puts it up and uploads. And maybe you see the peaks of when somebody was watching the fucking video for looking at it on Facebook, but when you're looking at other things, it's just a fucking live video, and it doesn't just as live. No movement, nothing. You would think, this is not something that was done, you know, seven years ago. This was last year, last December, and it's so fucking minor that it bothers me that fucking much that it's ridiculous. And so, that's one thing. And then you have the cosplay thing. Like I said, they just are dressing up and they're jumping in and all they do is they're the people that are like urban explorers. That's exactly what they are. And they could have used that fucking term too. And you know what? It doesn't matter. It's not like what they do really bothers me. It's just the way that they set them up and they don't look, they just look like they dress like that every fucking day. That's not fucking cosplaying. What they're going to do is not fucking cosplaying. Maybe they're going to go in there and they're going to dress accordingly, you know, to match wherever they're going. But that, again, is not fucking cosplaying. Maybe you could make an argument to me about it. But in my mind, they're just not dressing as anything. You know, I don't see a giant fucking Apu elephant, like, coming out this giant costume. And she's going to have the other one on her back. And he's she's going to be dressed as Prince Ali. And she's going to be carrying her around. That's fucking cosplay. This is just fucking urban exploring. That's all it fucking is. Just call it what it is. Put it in your description. You know, I'm not getting into this movie because of the cosplay. But, you know, it's kind of, like, interesting. How does cosplay awaken Krampus and then brings him out to destroy the world? Okay, I'm in. Especially when it's a Christmas movie. I'm in. If I would have been... If it would have been just like, oh, they explore... These urban explorers go into Santa Land and bring out Krampus, I still would have been fucking in. Like, it, that actually would have been a little more interesting to me to be like, oh, okay, well, maybe they're, like, trying to make a parody of The Ruins or something like that, and it's just, or or whatever that one was, not The Ruins, but uh, The Descent, you know, they're trying to do a, a parody of that in a way, and they go in the ground and they raise Krampus rather than raising man-eating, like, monster people. Cool. Totally in. No problems. I mean, it's just, like, be... <laughs> 
be technically right. <laughs> that's that's where it comes from. So they're traveling, you know, off to wherever Santa Land is, and on the way they gotta stop over because Dahlia she's gotta fucking pee. So they stop at the bar. And that's where we meet the gruff bartender for the very first time, or the bar owner. And I think her name is Sherry, if I'm not mistaken. Hi. Merry Christmas. Oh, fuck Christmas. Isn't that right, Sherry? You heard them, girls. Fuck Christmas. What? Christmas is awesome. What will it be? Ah! Merry Christmas, bitches! Oh, Come shit. on. All this shit you just buy into with Christmas, it's just that. It's bullshit! So as you can see from here, Sherry is kind of a bitch, and she basically hates Christmas. You know, you get it a little bit because Jerry's a little upset. Man, these names are all over the fucking place. And they're really fucking inventive, too, by the way. Jerry and Sherry and Carrie and whatever the fuck their names are. But anyway, so he's at the bar, drunk off his fucking ass with a Santa outfit. He's the one that yells, fuck Christmas. And then she joins on in. And it's when Dahlia comes up that, you know, she slams her hands down on the bar. And you see on her knuckles it says, fuck on one side and Xmas on the other. Which, isn't that a future holiday? That's not necessarily the one that... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm thinking of something totally different. But no, it is, of course, shorthand for Christmas. Uh, and she is basically bitter about the holiday for whatever reason it is. Maybe because she keeps drinking cheap-ass fucking bourbon from a bottle. Uh, though it does kind of look like Crown Royale. Maybe that's what it's supposed to be. I don't fucking know. But she's just pouring it out and giving away free shots, I guess, to the girls. And she seems to get even more upset that when Dahlia comes over and says Merry Christmas to her, you know, she is just giving that old lady scowl. Like, she looks, and please, I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way, but if you've been to a lot of metal shows, especially local barrier shows around here, um, and just, I think a lot of those local bands in general... There are those ladies that probably were hot when they were younger, but they still like to kind of dress like they did when they were younger. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be like completely like PC about this or anything like that, but fuck, she probably was pretty hot when she was young, but now she looks like she's been a little bit like beaten weathered, right? Um, like. The sun has made her skin a little more leathery. Or maybe it's the tan, like, booth that she uses all the time. I don't fucking know. And it sounds really horrible of me to say this. But I think that's kind of also what they were going with with the character. As we might, may or may not find out later in the film. So, the well, one of the people working with the sheriff, or the local cops, walks into the bar, and we actually find out that it's a like a park ranger that's helping them out because they're very low, because uh, all this shit is going down, and he's looking for Jerry over there that's sitting at the bar because a bunch of kids have been killed or have gone missing, and he's a goddamn para pedophile. Well, hey, let's go ahead and meet Jerry real fast. Man, I didn't touch any fucking kids. I know, I know. Okay, they just want me to take you in for some questioning. Now, are you going to cooperate, or are you going to give me a hard time? Hey, 
He's been drunk in my bar for two days, only gets up to make a mess in the bathroom. Some shit's been going down, so we're asking the usual suspects, um, pedophiles and such. I'm right fucking here, man. Oh, I'm sorry, Jerry. Uh, sex offender. Oh, don't chase him out. He's my one customer. The tips. So when she says that, the Patreon flips her off right away, and then she flips him off right back and goes back into the conversation with the girls or basically kind of getting them ready to drink. The ranger or sheriff notices, you know, Alexi and Dahlia and Sadie. It's really funny that... I don't want to say it's funny. It's it's me noticing shit because I like boobs. Uh, <laughs> but you notice that Sadie, she's got them fucking out and in front. And they're just kind of like, they're, I have to go into boob descriptions here. They're very perky. And, you know, they are pushed up by a, a corset. But they're definitely being made to look bigger than they actually are. Whereas you got Dahlia here where she has them pushed up as well, but it's more of that like renaissance fair type of overflowing out into the middle of nowhere um, where, you know, they definitely are big and she's trying to accentuate that they are as big as they are with still giving the illusion that they press together perfectly fine. And then you got Alexi and Alexi... She either has none or she's very modest and that's what they're trying to show, which is what the feeling is I get. Or she's just, you know, rather smallish uh, in comparison to the two of friends who just kind of have them out there. And of course, she's the one that gets hit on directly by the ranger. I'm sorry to butt in, but you said some shit was going down. Anything interesting? Uh, yeah, just some, um, bear attacks and, uh, some odd things around town. Ooh, bears? Production value? <sighs> Honestly, uh, odd isn't the right word. Look, I, I don't mean to cause an alarm or anything, but some kids have been murdered. Oh my goodness. Hey, are you a ranger or a cop? Well, yeah, I'm no cop, but, uh, I am packing. Shouldn't you be chasing forest fires, not felons? Dahlia, shut up. <clears throat> anyway, you know, with everything going on around town and it being Christmas and all, the police station is a little understaffed, and I know this forest like the back of my hand. Well, sorry, we didn't mean to waste your time or ask you all those silly questions. Uh, no bother, ladies. Uh, I'd rather talk to you than hunt down bears, but if you need anything when you're in town or seem things suspicious, don't hesitate to call me. Shut up. <laughs> okay, but seriously? Kids murdered? Maybe we should leave. Oh, no. No, no, no. I must work for this. We are going on my first Adventure Girls mission. Hey! Yes! That one is on me. Now 20 bucks for the rest. Okay, so... I know this is a break from what I normally do after I come out of a clip, but while that clip was going on, I decided, hey, you know what? I didn't really look up a lot of the actors and actresses. I know one actor that's in it, which is Barry Bostwick, which we'll get to when he pops up. And we'll talk a little bit about him at that point. But I want to talk about real fast. And I made a comment earlier about the way that she looks. Okay. But uh, Sherry over here. And she's played by uh, Diane Salinger. Okay. And if you don't know who that is... 
you may not recognize her right away. Like, it, she looks very familiar. When you see her, she's definitely older. Of course, you know, she was born in 1951. So right now, in 2018, when this movie was released, you know, she would have been, what, 67? So, not too bad. She doesn't look bad for her age, to be honest with you. But it's funny where you would like totally recognize her from. And the place that you would recognize her from is Pee-wee's Big Adventure. She was the uh, waitress at the one diner that connected with Pee-wee that was in the T-Rex and watched the sunset with him and had the weird boyfriend that she was trying to leave. And then eventually she calls him later. Yeah, I got away and I'm here and wherever in Hollywood and stuff like that. And she claims that that's her favorite role ever. And then later on, she played the Penguin's parents in the Tim Burton Batman Returns that came out um, a little while later after that. So, yes. <laughs> Again, this is terrible for me to say. But when she was young, she was hot. Because um, she was pretty cute and pretty hot in that film, in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, when you look back on it. Um, and when you look at this, okay, I get it. They probably did her up a little bit because... The, the pictures that you see in IMDb, I know it's maybe not right of me to go into this route. I'm not trying to shame anybody, okay? But when you see the movie and you get the ending, you totally get it, and I'm right. So, <laughs> so let's talk about the scene after I've talked about a poor old actress's uh, past looks. Uh, <laughs> you have... The girls there, you know, he, of course, goes right after Alexi because maybe she's the most modest out of the three. Like, if we're going to go by horror tropes and what girl usually ends up getting the guy, it's not the slut because she's already with, you know, the jock or the, you know, the hunky, handsome guy. She's already getting plowed somewhere. And it's the person that's usually virginal and fucking, you know, beautiful in her own right. And is not like the other girls. And that's the reason why she becomes the final girl in a lot of old horror flicks. And even in current horror flicks. And so that is why the sheriff or the ranger goes directly towards Alexi. And automatically pinpoints her out in my opinion. So you have him going there. And then he hits and he's like okay well here I'll give you my number just in case. And of course the girls... You know, they're very interested on... First, Sadie is totally interested in, in the whole, like, oh, something's going big around here. Something's going down. And then when they find out that it's bears fucking killing children, she's like, uh, maybe we should get the fuck out. And Alexi's like, no, I'm missing work. So the, does that mean she's not getting fucking paid? Like, they just said that she was covered and she's really not, so she's going to be out the fucking rent money? Man, her friends are fucking dicks. But anyway, so... She's like, no, I'm already out here. I'm going to be in my first Adventure Girls video and fuck you guys. Let's go and slams down the thing. And then I'd love the line at the end where she's like, great, that's totally on me. You owe me 20 bucks for the rest. Like, I really like that character and it sucks that we don't get to see her much more in the film. Uh, I There are some things like the way that they do a couple of things. And she's not like, she's hamming it up in a way. But she's having fun with the role that she's doing, especially when we see her a little later on in the film. So the girls, they drive out to Santa Land, and when they finally get outside, they get ready for their first big adventure. And what's the way they're going to get prepared? By getting ready for a dressing montage. Are you ready for your first big adventure? As ready as I'll ever be. Yes! Wait, hold up. It's 
soldier? What? We're gonna do this, right? Oh yeah, we're gonna do this, but you're not ready yet. Shut up, of course I am. I'm gonna have fun. Come you're on. not ready yet. And Jill. You put on your Christmas uniform. Oh my god. This is kind of hot looking, but yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, it's better than being an elf. So basically, they go through a montage in a second of them putting on their outfits and Sadie trying different wigs because she doesn't really change anything. Like, she still looks like the same person she is. So you have Alexi. She's dressing up like Santa. She's getting all red in the red corset and everything like that. And then the small boob thing kind of comes into play there because the corset really doesn't do anything for her boobs. But she still, you know, looks great. And it... I like the selection of like outfits that they picked for everybody because they're they fit the theme that they're going with these girls, right? They the, especially the other two girls where they're kind of more like the free spirit out there. They're already wearing something rather provocative anyway, and they're bringing their friend into it because they do this specifically for the fans that watch the videos that they have. So you have. Uh, Alexi here and she's dressed similar to them but she's still kind of reserved in a way and that's kind of keeping with the character that she is like she's not as outrageous as her friends are but she wants to get in on the fun at the same time like she looks at the the outfit too and she's kind of in disgust in some way but then she's like you know what it is hot uh okay I'll put it on I'll play around with you guys and like I said Sadie she really doesn't change much but her hair Ooh, do I go with the purple hair or do I go with the the other one? And then she just goes back. So she stays fucking the same the entire time. Meanwhile, fucking Dahlia, she strips everything down and she dresses in green. So you have... <laughs> and she's like, oh, it's an elf. I guess it's kind of an elf outfit when you think about it. It doesn't really have the pointy ears. But basically, we're just matching everybody to their hair color. Like... Blue with Sadie in the blue hair. Uh, she has green hair, so she's going to be the elf with the green outfit. And then you're going to have Lexi in the red outfit as Santa. One, because she loves Christmas. And two, because her hair is red. Uh, you also get to see Dahlia's boobs for a little bit. And like I said, they're pretty nice boobs. So it all works out in the end. So they all get dressed. They finally decide to scale over the little... <laughs> This, it's so ridiculous that if this is the old park and this is the way that everything was set up for this place. If it's abandoned, you have no fucking, like, fences anywhere. You have just one simple fucking gate that anybody can fucking walk over. It's just like, if you're going to ha- keep any type of security, why not something better than that? Why not a full six-foot gate with barbed wire on the top? You don't want things to break in there. You don't want, you know, if animals get in and they feast on the fucking blood of victims that go through. I understand. That's because they scaled the fence and they got hit by the fucking barbed wire. But if you're just trying to just generally keep people out, just make something better. Don't just use the normal gate. Because even when it was probably in session, people were probably jumping in there and going on the rides and stealing the fucking candy canes and hot chocolate and everything else. Uh, And, you know, it didn't really matter to anybody. So, I guess we'll just have to, you know, suspend disbelief that the security was fucking great. There are cameras everywhere. Because when they finally go into the park into slow motion, you know, and you see them kind of 
running around and looking at things. There are cameras, and it keeps switching over to a figure that is watching on the video. And you know what? There still is a little bit of hesitation with Alexi as she goes into the park because she thinks that the bear attacks are actually real. Awesome! Merry fucking Christmas. Wow. You know, I thought this place would be a lot more old and decrepit looking for the amount of years it's been abandoned. Don't get me wrong, I still want to check it out. Don't run, you cannot run it. If it's too late to back away, grab a weapon, any weapon to protect yourself. If without weapons or pepper spray, curl up and play dead. Just reading off things to do in case of a bear attack. Is that your idea of fun? Trying to scare the crap out of us? I am just being the voice of reason. Meet my taser, my voice of reason. On that note, I think we're ready. So they're ready to now go into the park after they've gotten past the little to no security like <laughs> perimeter that's fucking supposed to be stopping them from not going in. But of course, they go in anyway and they start walking through the forest. We get kind of a weird little like Santa-themed punk song, which is not too bad. And you'll hear a little bit of it in just a second. Uh, but the things that they do, like they're kind of just prancing around going from building to building like there's like an axe that's inside of a log that neither of them can pull out so it makes me think like it's santa's version of the sword and the stone and whoever pulls it out is going to pull and become santa claus and here's me the entire time still thinking that the basic synopsis is going to happen so how do they unleash krampus what is going to happen? Are they going to take, like, they said, oh, we take treasures. So there's a couple things that, that I'm thinking about at this point. One, one of the treasures is going to, it's like Krampus's stash, right? And the, the video that's watching them is actually watching on the park and making sure that nobody actually goes out there and unleashes Krampus unexpectedly. Like, we know that it's Santa that's watching over him, okay? We totally get it. And you can see him. He looks kind of like a biker, but not really. But you do see the, like, Christmassy things around him whenever it does a quick jump over there and you're looking through the security cameras. But that's was my thought. Like, he's looking at this place. He's totally trying to make sure that nobody does anything bad. Like, even if they jump in there, whatever it is. Or he's a fucking old pervert and he sees, like, oh, there's three kind of hot girls. Uh, and I just probably saw the one's boobs. So maybe I'll see more boobs as uh, time goes on. So I'm just going to keep watching in on them. Uh, I'm kind of gandering it's more of the second one than it was the first one. But n- nonetheless, if he's trying to, like, protect Krampus from rising or anything like that, He would keep a close look. So what could it be that wakes Krampus up? So when I see the axe and them trying to pull it out, I'm like, ah, it's the fucking axe. And that's the thing that's actually causing them to make sure that, you know, Krampus stays in the ground or wherever he is. And if they manage to pull it out, then, oh my God, Krampus is loose and everything goes crazy because that's his axe. And that's what they're going to say is how he fucking kills people. Man, that's fucking great. I can't wait for that. Or, you know what? Like I said earlier, the treasures. Oh, you know, there's going to be that one thing, that one Krampus-related treasure. What could they do to tie it back? Maybe it's a little backpack. Maybe it's a little German doll. Yeah, it's going to be a little German doll. And that's where they're going to pull out. And that's how they're going to get Krampus. And he's going to get resurrected that way. So, right now, I'm really into, like, even though it's silly, right? And it's kind of ditzy. And it's kind of like... 
grown worthy at times. I'm still interested in what they're going to do because I know that they're going to release Krampus in some way and they're kind of acting like idiots. So it's probably going to be something funny, stupid that happens and all hell's going to break loose. Great. I'm totally ready. So uh, we get to hear a little more of them as they explore the park and you also get to hear a little bit of that uh, punkish Santa song that I was talking about. What do I know about? Yeah, tell me something about it. Well, it's been closed for 20 years. I heard kids died here. The only people that come here now are crackheads and meth heads. Oh my god, we're fresh! Oh, awesome! I want to eat this mushroom and then, you know, get twice as big. Oh, let me fall. That's so fun. Something else. Oh my god, you guys. Thank god. This is about to Would you like some tea? Okay, so you know what? I really like this scene, and I played that little bit there, because it kind of gives you that festive feeling that they've got going on. They're exploring, they're making fun. They really have good chemistry together, the three actresses, and they really feel like they're close friends, and it's really entertaining to hear them be like that. And, you know, it's all those little things, like they talk about the park, that kids die at the park, Okay, there's a little bit of lore there, and everything seems to be going the right way. And then Alexi, it's kind of funny, kind of cute, that she's still, like, looking out for bears. She goes over to a cave, and she's like, hey, we're just exploring, okay, bears, or... Then she goes like, or Al-Qaeda, or whoever my... Fucking Al-Qaeda? What the hell? They're gonna be there at fucking Santa's Christmas land? Like, you hate Santa Claus that much that you're gonna fucking invade the U.S. and go specifically to this one fucking spot? It's so fucking ridiculous. Anyway, so she keeps exploring around. All of them explore around. And we get to go back over to the cops. And we really see that in this little area where Santa Land is, it's really fucking messed up with the amount of people that are fucking dying. I found Jerry. He was getting wasted at Cherry's, just like Shut said. Neil, what the hell are you doing? There is no way in hell this guy could have done it. Now cut him loose. Come on, Jerry. Sorry about this. Merry Christmas. Get out of here. Fuck you, Jerry. I'll see you at poker. What is it? I was, I was just thinking about the Bernards. I mean, seeing her lying there like that, and all that blood with her heart ripped out. It was gross. What kind of monster could do something like that? Officer Green seems to think it was a bear. Bear with a lot of anger. A lot of hurt feelings. You know, Neil, I'm a little worried about you. You hang on there, kid. All right. Good luck. Back in a couple hours. So something is going around, it's ripping the hearts out of people, and I really dislike that, like, dubstep part that they did, because it just gets so fucking loud for one second for no reason. Like, when I was watching the film, you know, everything's relatively low, and again, it's just the way that films are done nowadays, there's nothing I can really do, everybody's talking so fucking quiet. Then the music comes on! And it's like, Jesus... And then that's even raised up like ten times the fucking decimal level that it needs to be. But what they show when they show whatever it is ripping out the heart of people... 
that looks great. The practical effect of that is really fucking cool. And in general, this movie only uses practical effects. It rarely uses anything that would be considered digital, even though there's probably some stuff in there that I'm probably missing. But for the most part, the creature effects, costumes, and even the little blood things are all practical, and they look fucking fantastic. So I really enjoy seeing like something rip something else's heart out for a second, and you see it's like beating in the hand and everything like that, and it's definitely Krampus hands. Uh, but it's just kind of crazy. Also, there's the running gag there with Jerry, and Jerry, poor Jerry, is now being dragged into the police station because, well, I wouldn't call him poor Jerry because he's either a fucking pedophile or he's a fucking sex offender, one of the two, which is really fucking shitty. Uh, and he's basically being forced, uh, to come to the police station just like, you know, when Sean was trying to come out and approach him at the fucking bar and let him go, but they still didn't let it go because they think he's the one doing this to kids. And of course, you know, the main sheriff of the town, he's like, of course he's not the one doing it. Like, he's not ripping the hearts out of fucking people, man. Are you that fucking stupid? Like, look at his hands. There's no blood fucking anywhere, and he's fucking drunk as a skunk and has been hanging out at the bar all day, yet you went down over there. So he had enough time to go kill some people, some kids, and some parents, rip their fucking hearts out, take them with him, and then clean up everything, go to the bar, get absolutely shit-faced to the point that he wouldn't fucking spill anything out of his fucking loose lips now that he's fucking drunk as a motherfucker? No, okay? Don't be that fucking stupid. So from here we go back over to Santa Land, and we see that the girls now, they have found their jackpot, they have found the place where they're going to steal some shit. I mean, they're going to go and get their treasures. Ugh. Looks like someone got slaughtered here. Oh, I am dreaming. It's perfect. What? What? I can't see anything. Our treasures are inside. <gasps> jackpot. Oh, I want this one. Look. Here's your first treasure, Alexi. Um, that's okay. You're saving him from a bulldozer in a few months. Of course it's okay. Hey, Adventure Girl people, fans. <laughs> hey, guys, look, we got our shit. We got to get the fuck out of here before our luck runs out. Wait, hey, guys, we didn't go there yet. So first, when they approach whatever that, like, structure, it's where they house the Christmas tree. So there's a bunch of presents that used to be underneath there. Then now, since everything's been run down... Basically, there's a bunch of dolls and all this other shit that's out there. And when they approach it, you see that there's a bunch of blood on the wall. And even Dahlia mentions, oh, people got slaughtered here. And you think he'd be a little wary about this. And again, I'm fucking like rubbing my hands together because I'm like, oh, yeah. So this is where we're going to find the treasure. And this is the one that they're going to do to make sure that Krampus is out. And then I had to stop and think about it for a second. And I was like, wait, wait. There's already killings happening, right? And we already saw Krampus's hands, right? So, they're not going to unleash Krampus. Krampus is already fucking unleashed. What? What the fuck? Like, what the hell is going on here? And they even talked about it. It didn't even occur to me earlier when I was thinking about it. And it was like, well, you have... They're talking about bears going around and children missing and people dying. And we just went through the cops and everything. And it didn't occur to me really until this scene. Because I was just kind of having fun with thinking about, oh, what's the way that Krampus is going to come out? What's the way that they're going to unleash hell upon Earth? But he's already been fucking unleashed. 
So they don't do any of that shit. So they're not fucking cosplayers. They don't fucking unleash Krampus. Does this mean that they're not going to go combine forces with fucking Santa and fucking fight against him? Like, everything is completely, it like, not completely, but a lot of my ideas are ruined. Also, a lot of my intrigue is fucking ruined. I understand if they just said, you know, uh, these urban explorers and Santa get together to fight against Krampus, who's killing a bunch of people. I would have been okay. I'm a little more prepared for the way the movie is. I'll still watch it, but you you make it seem like they're just like, especially when they get kind of ditzy in the beginning and they're a little ditzy in the fucking trailer. Okay, I can get past the cosplayer thing, but you're specifically telling me, and if you look up on IMDb, and I read you the goddamn summary in the beginning of it, but they say that they're the ones that unleash Krampus, and it's a fucking lie. It's just not fucking true. So, what do I get? What what type of compensation do I get for this? Nothing, because it's a fucking movie, and I shouldn't be fucking expecting any type of compensation. I just... I don't understand why we have to describe the film in a certain way. Like, are you... It really makes me feel like they're trying to just get more people interested in seeing it. Because that's not exactly... Maybe this is not as original as that could be. I don't know. Unleashing an evil by doing something... That's not really original either. And it's just... I guess it's better than maybe giving away what the where the rest of this movie is fucking going. So... So Lexi, she mentions to them that there's still one more building that they haven't seen, and it happens to be some type of like storage slash power structure that they have. There's a bunch of signs that say keep out, but of course, they're urban fucking explorers, and they're not going to keep out of there. They go in there, they see that there's like a bunch of like foodstuffs, and then there are like these like boxes where there are reindeer names on them, and there's all a bunch of like white substance all around it. Uh, we see that there's the, you know, the person behind the camera finally looks like, you know, like a Santa-looking motherfucker, and he's busy watching everybody, then all of a sudden he sees that there's a figure that's walking towards that structure that the girls are in, and so he rushes and starts going towards that same area. Meanwhile, on the inside, Dahlia, she's trying to get Alexi to eat something, and of course she refuses, then all of a sudden, who walks in but fucking Krampus? So we get to get a decent look at him for the very first time in this scene. And honestly, I really do like the costume. I like the outfit. I like the practical effects. Uh, the horns look great. And especially, you know, it's really weird. He has these like this basket and he's like dumping shit into this box. And it really looks like it's fucking like rabbit turds or something like that. He's just fucking dumping in there. But uh, supposedly they're just like little hairy balls. But... I didn't really realize that's what it was. And we'll learn about those a little later on. And especially the girls. Like, they surprised me that they were like, oh yeah, it's these. And I was like, that's what they fucking were? Like, I thought, honestly, if they weren't fucking turds, they were fucking hearts. Because they saying the hearts are all missing from these people. So I thought that he just, you know, he grabbed the hearts, put them in his fucking bag. And here he was just saving his fucking hearts for later. Because he's like, man, this is a very iron-rich fucking treat later. And, you know, have you ever had anticucho? Well, I'm going to make human versions of that. And we're just going to toss these all over here. And, of course, fucking Sadie's phone starts going off because somebody starts fucking, you know, calling her. Must be fucking Brian. No, no, that wasn't... No, that wasn't me. Uh, And so... 
And who leaves their fucking ringer on when they're going to be making fucking videos? Like, you're going to spend your whole time, especially if it's the way that they say they're doing them, that they're doing them fucking live. And how are you doing them fucking live and with a fucking just camcorder? Like a stationary camcorder. They're not even using their fucking phones to do this shit if they're doing it fucking live. Like, it's... This is not Bill O'Reilly, you do it fucking live. This is, we're going to put this together later, right? Unless that camera has some sort of, like, fucking 3G, fucking 4G, 5G, Wi-Fi, plug-in, Ethernet bullshit on it that's going to allow it to fucking connect into the Internet so that you can do live fucking video. But you know what it looks like? It looks like the fucking 2003 fucking camcorder I have over here sitting in my fucking kitchen that we use sometimes for video that you have to download to your goddamn phone and then fucking edit, put it back together, and then put it out there. Like... That's what it looks like. It doesn't have the capability. So, if you if then, if you're using this thing to shoot your video, you don't want any other fucking sounds to go on. Fuck, I don't want any other fucking sounds. You think my phone is fucking on while I record these fucking podcasts? Every now and then, when it's plugged into the goddamn board, then something might happen. But it doesn't really happen at all. Like, you never really hear anything that comes from my phone, because if it does, I have to fucking cut it out. I have to stop, I have to race, and I have to go on. So nobody would have their phone on but a fucking idiot. Of course, her phone's on and her fucking alerts Krampus, and so Krampus chases them out of there, but the dude shows up, whomever the fuck he is, he stops them, he tells them, go, quick, run to my place, and they run into the little cottage that's out there, and of course, the first thing that they gotta do is they gotta make sure to call the cops, but... Oh, Sadie. What the hell do we do now? Good idea, call my... It's me! What? What do you mean it's me? Who the hell are you calling? Brian, we're in danger! Brian! Give me that. No! <laughs> uh, hello? It's been like this all day. 911, what's your emergency? Hi. Yeah, I think we're being attacked. Got another one. Okay, stay calm. Where are you located? Santa Land. Santa Land of the 56, but that was shut down years ago. Yes, yes, that one. All right, and who's attacking you? I don't know, some big hairy thing. I think he's the owner. Let me get this straight. You're in uh, Santa Land. So you are trespassing. No, uh, no, we're just... I, I smell gingerbread. Hurry. Is this some kind of practical joke? No, no, we're... Is anybody actually injured or in danger? No, we're fine, but that is only because we're barricaded in his cottage. A bear sent you into his cottage. Listen, who do you think you are? You know, you're trying to put some kind of shit on me, and you should be ashamed of yourself, okay? Because tonight, it's Jesus' birthday, so goodbye. <sighs> Asshole! So you would think that when these people are calling, she's calling in a goddamn panic. She's saying something is attacking them. You can hear them all in the background, that there's something going on. And she's just like, look, 
You're fucking just fucking with me. That's all you're doing. You're just a fucking bullshit kid. Goodbye. And it's just really ridiculous. But then the first part where she's like calling her like boyfriend-ish thing or whatever it is. We're in trouble. We need fucking help. And then it's like, you know, if he called a second ago, why is it that he's not calling back right now? Like... Or he's at least answering the phone. Like, there's nothing there that's going to tell you that he was actually on the phone because Dahlia took it away so fast and then called 911, like, right away. And then got that fucking bitch on the phone. So, eventually, you know, they do hear, like, everything outside kind of stomp. And then all of a sudden, they hear something like it's on top of the roof. Everything is kind of quiet and we're waiting for the reveal. Is that going to be Krampus up on top of the roof? Is he going to come inside? And then who does it happen to be? Why, it happens to be that biker motherfucker that kind of looks like Santa. But who is he really? What are you going to do, you fat fuck? Huh? Huh? I'm not fat. You're fat. enough. Shit. I should keep him out for now. What the hell was that? You know, I'm very disappointed in you girls. All of you have been very naughty. You've been trespassing on my property and you're fucking my shit up. That's our motto. We weren't trespassing on your property. We were just exploring. Oh, enough of this bullshit. I don't care. You guys are going to get out of here. Go into town, take my bike, and get your van. Fuck that. There's some Bigfoot out there, and we're not calling the police? Yeah, forget it. I'm calling Sean. This is not for the police. Hillbillies are crazy. I'm not a hillbilly. You're a hillbilly. No, I don't know who's crazier. This magician or that wildebeest. But... I am reporting your ass to the ASPCA, just so you know. Okay, hold on. Hold on for a second. I need to explain. I I don't know how to say this. I I never thought I'd have to say this. Spit it out already! Would you listen? This is my property. And I'm Santa. Hence... Santa Land. I'm the real fucking deal, Santa. And that thing out there, that is no animal. That's Krampus. 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 Oh, God damn it, I'm Santa, and that's Krampus, the devil of Christmas. And I'm the fucking Tooth Fairy. So that whole segment probably has one of my favorite favorite lines in the whole movie, and I still laugh when I think about it, like, right away. Where they're So the moment that Santa fucking drops down, and they start beating on him, and it's weird because 
<laughs> one, it's Barry Bostwick. And if you don't know who Barry Bostwick is, he's been in a bunch of like movies, TV shows. He's kind of been in a little bit of everything. What you might remember him most for is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, it's weird. His top four on his IMDb is the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Megaforce, which I don't know who's going to remember him from that, Spy Hard, uh, if you remember him, Spy Hard, and FTR, American Badass. Oh my god, just seeing the poster for this film is ridiculous. He's in his wheelchair, he's got his like cigarette thing, and he's got fucking Gatling guns on the side, on the wheels and everything. It's fucking terrible. But, you know, if you... It's weird, because in this, I don't really... I didn't recognize him right away. I'm like, uh, I know who that is. You know, he was also in The Parent Trap 2 and 3, I believe. Um, but... It was like, okay, I know who this is, but at the same time, I just can't put a fucking face to it. Uh, but yeah, it's Barry Bostwick. And again, if you had seen him before, then you would know exactly who he is. And I'm trying to find the role that you may remember him from, but he's just been so much fucking crap over the years that you would just be like, oh yeah, it's that guy. Spin City is probably the biggest one. That's the TV show that I was fucking thinking about, where he plays the mayor in that show, I believe. Um, and he was probably my favorite part of that show. So, uh, But definitely, if you've never, you know, if you've never seen him before, go check out Spin City and definitely uh, check out the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which honestly has grown on me over the years. So here he is. Uh, he's there. They're beating on him. And then, like I said, they're taking like their turns fucking hitting him like you see him getting ready for them to do whatever they're going to do so sadie does her thing then lexi does and then it's like cute it's your turn dahlia and that's when she grabs him she's like what are you gonna do with this you fat fuck he's all i'm not fat you're fat (laughs) it's just the fucking delivery of that scene that makes me laugh so good (laughs) and She's fucking pissed. And then, like, he goes through and he tells them, okay, you guys need to sit down. And then they, like, twirl like fucking nutcracker dancers going over onto the couch. And the whole thing of him explaining, like, that out there, it's Krampus. Krampus. Ah. Ooh. Ah. Krampus. Ah. Uh, it's kind of like fucking uh, Paul Rubens, the second time I mentioned fucking Pee Wee Herman in this podcast today. Uh, but Paul Rubens in Buffy the Vampire Slayer when he dies, right? And he gets that, ooh, ah, ee, oh, ee, ooh, ah. And then here's Barry Bob, Krampus, 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 Krampus. It's fucking great. Uh, so basically, you have Krampus on the outside. He's free. He doesn't know how he's free. But it's definitely not due to these people. And he knows that these things have been kind of happening around the area, right? And so he's trying to sit them down, trying to explain that he's uh, Santa, and he's got to prove it to him. Oh, he's a beast, all right. If you only knew, he's also part man and part devil. Krampus is a killer. He's also my fucking partner. No, that is what redneck freaks say before they hang you on meat hooks as decoration. Okay, Santa Claus, we're going to leave you and your killer Wookiee here alone, and we're going to get the hell out of here. 
Alexei, did you not see that little spectacle over there? Did you not see my magic cane? Santa doesn't walk around with a cane. The cane comes with me. Not that your folklore ever covers that, because no one's ever seen me in action. Did you just call me Alexei? Yes, you are Alexei, and you are Dahlia, and you are Sadie. Some stalker fan, I knew it. Wait, have you been creeping on us this whole time? Ever since you were born. Gross. God, stop it! What did you? You're wasting my time. I've been in all your houses at Christmas. What is it gonna take, huh, for you to believe me? Do I have to like take flight? Presents magically appear. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Well, if you're really Santa, you know what I want. Oh, fine. So what Dahlia really wants is for him to actually be in the outfit. I think that's basically what she's saying. And he totally like gives in to her. He totally turns into that. But he also tries to tell them a little more about Krampus or the thing that's out there. And the fact that he's, you know, half human, half devil. He's a devil, I tell you, a devil. And the only way that he's able to prove, and right away, to be honest... Like, I would have been shocked, just like Alexi was, the fact that he doesn't even know who they are, and he's already calling them by name. And she automatically is like, you know my name? Yeah, you're Dahlia and you're Sadie, or your name's Alexa. You know, that would have already proven it enough to me to be like, go on. And then, like, there's so many wrong lines in there that are also relatively funny. It's like, have you been stalking us? Yes, ever since the day that you were born. Like, he says it so nonchalantly and just out of the middle of nowhere. And it's just like... Oh, man, maybe that's not the right thing to say, Santa. So, he basically, uh, you know, tells them what they need to know, transforms himself into Santa. Sadie is actually really excited when she sees him, because she's totally, like, automatically, is that's Santa. That's the way he's like, yay, this is exciting. Um, I love that fucking reaction, too, at the same time. So now that they've got Santa readily available in front of them, what are they going to do? Well, Sadie's going to break out the video camera, and she's going to ask him those hard-hitting questions that everybody wants to know about Santa Claus. Santa! Oh. How do you fit down the chimney? Oh. Magic, of course. Krampus also uses the chimney. That's why I blocked mine, just in case. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. What about the houses without chimneys? I got other ways of getting in. I'm telling you, not everyone is so pleased to see me pay a visit. Here, look at this. Nice. How do you get to everybody in the world in just one night? More magic. You see, he only gets the bad ones. And I'm talking the really bad children. How do you make those reindeer fly? Magic! Wait a second. Where are your reindeer? And where's Mrs. Claus? And where are your elves? Why don't you tell me how you walk in those hills? Magic? Right. See, now that's all you really need to know about that. Yeah, yeah, we get it. He's bad news. Oh. You know, my personal story is just 
It's not as charming as the one that you know of. So I really like the way that he handles her, like, outright. Like, the answer to everything is just fucking magic. Because, honestly, it probably is. Like, he's a magical being. He has the ability to cast spells or to change things, make things fly, probably produce presents out of the middle of nowhere. And you go through and you see those little things where he's like, yeah, people just started making, using factories to make toys. And there was no more of my stuff to do everything. So basically... You know, everything that became modernized kicked Santa out of the business. And so he decided to create Santa Land as a way to still be himself and make a revenue. Because he can no longer do it from the, the likes of the humans around the world. And again, so he totally shuts up Sadie with the whole, well, how do you walk on your heels? And she's like, magic. And he's like, well, shut the fuck up. Cause you can't explain it to me. And I'm not going to be able to explain this shit to you. I just can't fucking do it. So of course, you know, he's at the end of this, he's like, there's a lot more to my story that you don't know. And I'm like, great, this is going to be fantastic. We're going to get a little more of an insight into Santa. Cause it looks like they're gearing up for that. But the way that we fucking got it was just so goddamn annoying. There is no such thing as a naughty or nice list. I bring you presents. A cramp is shred your ass. In the 40s, your culture banned Krampus. God forbid they should scare a little morality into the children. Krampus was out of the picture in society's eyes, and you know, quite honestly, they didn't need me anymore. Toys were made in factories. Presents bought. Sanders sit on their fat asses in malls. A tough decision, but I wasn't needed anymore. So I started this place so that I could, I could see the joy in the children's eyes once again. I had very high hopes for it, but I've been fighting a losing battle to hold on to this land, mainly because I've got Krampus frozen out there. Ha! Ha! Krampus frozen out there. So Krampus is just frozen somewhere, according to Santa, right? That Krampus was doing his thing at the same time that he was doing his thing. He was able to fight back Krampus for whatever reason it was. And then he was able to just freeze him out in the middle of ice. He went on his business with Krampus just out in the middle of nowhere. And then him basically opening up Santa Land and doing whatever he is he does now. So from here we go back over the 911 operating for a little bit and she's getting more calls that are coming in. And this is something that happens on the regular in the movie and I might not mention it all the time because it's just kind of a jump cut here and there for like a minute and then we go back over. I kind of wish that they didn't go to these scenes because they just don't feel like... They don't feel connected enough to the movie. I understand that all this stuff, and it's really just to ultimately get Sean in the position that he was in the beginning of the film, but we don't necessarily need these scenes throughout the fucking movie. So you go back over to the 911 operator who's now changed over from the guy that we talked to in the beginning of the movie that said he was having a hard time with this stuff to now being this lady that's covering everything, actually the one that dealt with the girls when she tried to call in for the 911. And she's still getting a lot more calls that are going on uh, and there's a lot of things that are happening around the town this also made me stop and think about Krampus for a second because it seems like he's going on a giant fucking like rampage of just killing anybody and everyone but Santa kind of like leads it 
or he believes that it's because that, you know, he's still just going after the fucking naughty people, but it doesn't really seem that way at the same time. So he basically sits and thinks with the girls and he's like, there's got to be a way for us to fucking basically capture Krampus and we need to make sure that we don't kill him because honestly, Krampus, he can't be killed. Think. Come on, think, think. We need to come up with a plan. Yeah, I got one. How about we go to the police and tell them about your fucking boyfriend? No, you can't do that. What are you going to do, tell them I'm Santa Claus? Oh, no. Plus, they'll kill Krampus on sight. I can't have that. He cannot be killed. What? I can't have that. Weird. What? Uh, Krampus cannot be killed. We're connected. It's just... Just, 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 just be very bad. Right? Yeah, well, I think human lives are a little bit more important than blowing your cover. Oh, you'll just have to trust me. There's more at stake here. You know, after being trapped all of these years, I can just imagine how hungry he is. Well, what does he eat? Ah, uh, that's not what I mean. Krampus kills children. He puts them in that basket. And then he takes them to hell. Wait, wait, wait. I saw that basket. I, I saw it when we were in the freezer. He was taking these slimy hairballs from the basket and putting them into the Christmas boxes. No, you're wrong. He takes them to hell. No, I know what we saw. We were we were spying on him until he noticed us. And I swear he was taking those little hairballs, those disgusting little hairballs, and putting them in boxes. All those kids the ranger was talking about. No, no, no. Those hairballs, as you call them, they go to hell. Not here. Why? Why is he t- taking all these children now before Christmas? They can't all be naughty. What does he have to? Speaking of naughty, yeah. I think of a plan. Okay, so they have an idea to get Krampus basically captured by them. Now. The whole thing that's going on here in this scene, you have an obvious connection between Santa and Krampus. He even says, we're connected, but he says it really fast. And if you don't pay attention, you may miss that whole little sequence. And it's obvious that the other characters in the film all have missed it. And he says it in a way where you don't necessarily know if he means we're all connected, as in the whole thing is connected, but... I took it as right away that him and Krampus basically are the same person and anything that's going to happen to Krampus is going to happen to him, especially after he says, you can't kill him. There's no way that you can kill him. It's going to cause problems. Well, it's going to cause problems because it's probably going to kill fucking Santa Claus at the same time. And I get it. You don't want to necessarily sacrifice your life uh, for Santa, but if you can hold him until midnight because Christmas will be over, then that's going to be the best way to solve the whole situation, right? Just hold off Krampus and make sure that everything is okay, and then he doesn't have any more powers after midnight on Christmas Eve. So, or Christmas Day, or whenever this is fucking supposed to take place. So, they decide to go out there and actually try to capture Krampus. And when they do that, they basically... It's so ridiculous. Like, they go out there, and the girls, they're going to go ahead and be naughty while they're out there and they're going to do some weird stuff but in the meantime we actually go out to a house that's somewhere in the middle of this town 
And we see that there's a son and, you know, well, two sons and the mom. And they're both watching, like, a horror movie. And I couldn't put a... I know the movie. And it pisses me off that I can't remember what the movie was fucking called. And I was just like, fuck, I know that. Fuck, I know that. Fuck, I know that. What is it? Uh, and I want to say it's Silent Night, Deadly Night. And I could be completely wrong. But that's what I have a feeling that it is. And so... Anyway, they're watching it, and the youngest is like, I'm not really scared of that. And they're all, basically the oldest is being like, oh, it's time for us to go to bed. Come on, let's go. And mom, the mom is really tired, and she's got her stuff. And she's like, okay. And, you know, and she's like, would you protect me if that happened? And the youngest is like, I'll protect you, mommy. And so they both go upstairs, and then all of a sudden, here comes Krampus. And probably my favorite, like, reaction scene, and it sucks that this is in the trailer, but I really love the way that this is done. So basically, you know, you see Krampus is about to get the mom, then it cuts upstairs and you hear the noise. The oldest wakes up, he walks downstairs, and as he's going to turn in a corner, he sees his mom's head pop out of the corner, and he's like, Mom, you know, is everything okay type thing? And then all of a sudden you notice that it's Krampus's hand on top of it and he drops the head. And it looks so fucking great. And then it cuts back over to where the, you know, everybody else is trying to now capture Krampus out in the open after everything's been killed. Well, actually, I should say before that, we actually get to see the cops once again. And they start talking about how this accident was actually not caused by a bear. Then we go back over and we see the girls getting ready to capture the Krampus. Sean. Don't buddy. It's bad, Sean. We got both of them. Both of Harrison's girls? Yeah, both. I've never seen anything like it all my life. We're going to have to call them big guns, that's all. I can't write this report. Oh, the hell you can't! Oh. I don't get it. Why do we need the FBI on a bear attack? Look, man, the entire yard is enclosed. It's gated in. We couldn't find a single break in the gate anywhere. Not, not one. What are you saying? Your little hearts were ripped out. Sean, they say no bear. Yeah, no shit. It's no bear. Haven't you already heard the rest of the fucking movie? Especially with the cops that keep saying the hearts were torn out? How does a fucking bear just tear the hearts out? And he cuts off the head of the fucking lady and throws it on the fucking ground. There's no way that a bear could have done any of that type of crap. So... We, you know, Sean is starting to believe that something else might be going on, and we see that he's going to be heading back to the station. Uh, we go over to the girls now, and the girls are getting ready to draw Krampus out. And what's the best way to do that? Why? By saying naughty fucking words. And she goes, I forgot exactly. I was going to record the words down, but I think it's not worth doing the little time. Of course, Alexi, she's doing graffiti. She's like putting an X over a giant graffiti picture of Krampus. And then you got fucking Dahlia that is kicking in windows that are already on the fucking ground. I don't really consider that to be much of vandalism or that naughty if they're already broken and they're on the fucking ground. If you're smashing windows of a really good, healthy building that was getting rehabbed... One thing, decrepit building with fucking windows already smashed out, laying on the ground, and you're just kicking them out? 
uh, that's not that fucking naughty. And especially not saying, poo shit motherfucking fooey. Something along those lines. That's what Sadie keeps fucking second. Something shit motherfucking fooey. Shit motherfucking fooey. That's the what she does. And then of course Krampus runs out of the middle of nowhere and knocks her down. And then starts like licking her face because he is a fucking horn dog for naughty fucking like boobs out fucking girls, man. And and the thing is, is that we, I forgot to mention it, you know, and I said it a little bit of it earlier, but there's always constant fucking panty shots of Sadie in some way, shape or form. She gets pushed back. Boom. Panty shot. She gets twirled onto the couch. Boom. Panty shot. She gets knocked over by Krampus. Boom. Crotch panty shot that we've got going on right here. And then Krampus crawls on top of her and starts using his tongue to like lick her face and like get in there. And then here comes Dahlia and she fucking tases his ass. And then when they flip him over after he's been tased and he's kind of unconscious, you see fucking Krampus wang. It's right there. It's hard as a motherfucker. He was basically getting ready to fucking get it on. He was going to start fucking pounding that pussy harder than a 14-year-old beats his meat when he sees a boob for the very first time. I mean, it was fucking ridiculous that it's just fucking out there, fucking just on the ground, and then they fucking shoot him with a dart, and he knocks the fuck out. So they trank him, and they take him over back inside of the, the cabin, and then they manage to find Santa there, too, and he is now passed the fuck out. And they look at him, man, he's fucking useless. Look at him sleeping over there, not realizing that, hey, what I thought was absolutely correct, and they should have figured it out this moment, too, but they didn't. That Krampus and Santa are totally connected and could possibly either they're the same person or they're just connected like they have the same lifeline and they both feel the same things. So he's passed out, Santa's passed out, Krampus is passed out, and what do they decide to do? They decide to tie up poor old Krampus. And again, the outfit looks great and honestly even the... The prosthetics for the Krampus Wang look great uh, at the same time. Uh, And it just, like, you don't see him here. You only saw him on the outside in in kind of the dark. Uh, But it was very pronounced. And like I said, it was made sure that you could see it. And so you have him out there. He's been knocked out. And they're just tying him up. And then they begin taking fucking selfies with him. Uh, We cut over to Sean. And Sean is driving back. Uh, to the station, he gets notified by the cops and saying, hey, there's some, there's like a weird van that was found out there at Santa Land. Why don't you go check it out? We really need your help. Go ahead and do that. So he heads towards Santa Land. And then he does arrive and you see that he's out there like looking with his flashlight. Then all of a sudden there's a knock at the door and we think it's Sean, but it happens to be surprisingly somebody else. Sadie! Does Krampus talk? Never. Sadie! Sadie! Sadie, oh my god. Can't hurry! Of course I did. I was worried about you. You were? Of course I was. What the hell is going on here? What weird shit has Dahlia gotten you into this time? It's a long story. In a nutshell, we're trying to help the real-life Santa. So. Beat the evil Krampus. Right. My girlfriend's on drugs. <laughs> I'm your girlfriend? 
So there was something in between that I did cut out during that clip because I didn't feel like playing the whole scene where Sean gets out of the car and then he's looking around a little more and he sees the other car there and he's like looking around for Krampus and then it cuts back to the part where Brian, he gets fucking ripped in half by Krampus's fucking horn. Like he gets stabbed right through the chest and then he raises him up and it cuts right through the body and he splits in half and it looks really great. I really like the practical effect. I think it's fantastic and you know, there's a lot of blood that happens in that scene. So, the girls now are all freaking out. They run out of the house. They run into Sean, and Santa's also following him as well. He's screaming, Krampus! And the girls are trying to explain to Sean that something's coming after. Everything's going on. You know, you need to help them. There's something weird out there. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. You know, everything's going to be okay. Why are you guys covered in blood? And then he sees Santa in the distance. Of course, he's still yelling, Krampus! And... He takes his gun to aim and fire at him, and that's when Dahlia tases fucking Sean. We go back over into the cabin, and we see that now he is on the chair as he was at the beginning of the movie, and we're finally back at that point in the film. And is the payoff really, really worth it? Okay, what the fuck is going on? Who are you people? Why are you covered in blood? Why do you have my gun? Why does my neck hurt? Who tased me? Chris, fucking knew you killed that kid. I knew you were crazy like that. I need answers, and I need them now. Shut the fuck up. Sit down and listen. You have to help us. We need your help. He killed Brian. He's going to kill everyone. That's the thing. It it all seems really crazy, but he didn't do it. He didn't kill Brian. The real killer's out there. He's Santa. (laughs) It's a hell of a day to do this. Look, he's Santa Claus. Why are all the hot ones crazy? Look, this is old man Chris. Everyone knows Chris. He used to run Santa Land back in the day, but now he is just an old hermit. Excuse me. And he's going to jail for a very long time. Just like you and you and you. The hell we are! You! So there's this creature, right? He's like this big, hairy animal with these corns, you know? Um, Krampus! Yeah. Look, I've seen enough mangled kids in the past week to last a lifetime. Given the day I've had, I'm not sure if I trust my gut or what you're telling me. The thing is that he's not the killer. He didn't do it. He's Santa. Yeah, he's Chris. Chris Kringle, you know, like Santa Claus. Ho, ho, ho. <sighs> anyway, the thing is, we have to save the world from that monster out there. The world? Yes. Sean, do you trust me? No. Santa, show me your thing. Okay, there's something really great at the end of that where she's like, Sean, do you trust me? He's like... No, I don't even fucking know you. That's the type of response that he's giving. And I love that it's fucking like honest like that. Instead of being like, uh, yeah, I'm attracted to you. Yeah, I'm kind of into you. So, okay, I'll trust you. And then it's like, no, I don't fucking trust you because I don't fucking know you. Like, it's fucking great. I love that. So, is the payoff worth it? That's where I want to kind of go because, you know, it cuts off and it's like, listen to us. Up to this point, is it? I would say no. 
I would honestly be like, it's been entertaining, it's been, you know, it's had its moments, but it's had some really fucking ridiculous things too, but it's not really any type of payoff. The big payoff that happens right before this happens is the fact that Brian dies, a character that we've never really known about, that it sucks for fucking Sadie because Sadie just found out that he considers her his girlfriend, where like, oh, we've been talking, oh, he hasn't responded to you in so long, you should totally just get rid of that guy. He looks like fucking Ski Ulrich of a douchebag right here. And, you know, basically... You know, she's going to end up in, like, a scream situation. He's going to frame her for the murder of everybody that she knows. But you know what? It's his fucking girlfriend now. And she's totally happy. And then comes Krampus and fucking kills them. And that that's when they run into him when he's out there as they're trying to run away. Because they don't want to fucking die again. Well, or ever. I should say. <laughs> and so, is the payoff worth it at that point? Like, it's all crazy. Is the super craziness has it been continuously going? No, it's only really been from one scene. They've been pretty much just hanging out with Santa most of the time while Santa tells them what's been going on. So I would definitely say it's not. But the movie does get a little better at this point, to be honest with you. It's a little more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be as we continue on forward. So they're now, you know, they're, the way that Santa is going to convince Sean here that he's really Santa Claus is by getting rid of his handcuffs without fucking doing anything. And then, of course, you know, doing a little of his Santa magic. So, for the time, he's not sure which way he should think, whether he should believe Santa or whether he should believe his gut instinct, but he decides that, hell, we're gonna go ahead and try to catch Krampus, and so they come up with a plan of what they're going to do. Let's say I do believe you. When I was a kid, and you opened this place, I really thought you were Santa. It was the only thing this boring town had going for it. Christmas all year round. Thought I was the luckiest kid in the world. Uh, goody fucking gumdrops. Oh, I'm glad you had your fun. Here, have a cookie. Thank but you. we don't have much time, you see. We got a crap before midnight. Yeah, you know, no one knows this forest like I do. Not even you, Chris. Let's get this Krampus and take back Christmas. Okay, Dahlia, you're going to be our eyes on the south end in car two of the Bumblebee Coaster. Got it. Sadie, you have your compact? Great. You're going to flash it if you see anything. You're going to be in the Bumblebee Hive. I'm going to be perched right here on top of the North Tower. Sean? You'll be with me in the tower. Your wishes, my command. Santa, mm. you're going to be at the House of Mirrors, and you are going to have your cane at the ready. I'm there. Okay, so <laughs> I like what the plan is. The plan is we're going to put everybody in different spots, and we're just going to alert each other to when Krampus is going to be around, so that way that Santa can come, use his cane, and save the day, right? So the first thing is, is that, okay, Dahlia, you're going to go ahead and be in this one spot that's kind of out in the open on the south side and make sure that everybody's going to be there. Okay, check. Then, Sadie, you're going to use your compact. You're going to signal us to make sure that we know where everything's going. Okay, check. Santa, you're going to go into the House of Mirrors, and I don't know how that's going to fucking help us, but you're going to go in there and make sure your cane's ready because we're going to lead Krampus, I guess, into the House of Mirrors. Okay, check. 
uh, you and me, the guy that likes me, that is uh, very, very attracted to me, I'm very, very attracted to you, we're going to go by ourselves and go into the fucking tower over there where no one else can see us, and then we're going to fucking make out in the fucking middle of nowhere while everybody else is looking out for Krampus. Okay, ready? Let's go. Check. Like, that's what they fucking do. They go into the tower and everybody's all set up looking around for Krampus. And there Alexi and Sean go just fucking making out and doing whatever the fuck that they're going to be doing. Basically getting ready to bone. But they're like, no, 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 no. We really need to wait. Okay, we can go a little longer. We can make out a little more. It's totally ridiculous. And everybody's just like, cool. All right, this is the plan. We're totally going with it. Because he's got the gun and I guess he's going to be the one to shoot Krampus when everything goes down. So... Eventually, Krampus does show up. The girls kind of get all flustered. They go to get him. They're unable to, but Santa, he ends up with the gun. He realizes what's going to happen if he goes and kills Krampus, but he's got to stop him before midnight. So he goes to raise up the gun. He goes to shoot, and then somebody very unexpected shows up. Cherry? What the hell is she doing here? Get those girls to safety. I'll take care of these guys. Uh, uh, the fuck killed the fucking bartender? I got this. I am the wifey after all. Ain't that right, honey? Baby, I, I missed you so much. How is she going to capture Krampus? Well, she's this crazy ex, right? That must make her Mrs. Claus. Oh, come on! Of all nights, you chose tonight to call in some bitches for fun? No, 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 Big no, no, surprise. no, it's not what it looks like. Uh, you yeah. whimpering fool. You failed me again. I always stuck by you, even when your business failed and we had to eat the reindeer. Did I ever complain? Never. Don't you know? What I've been up to? <laughs> okay, so this is a huge fucking surprise. And while I was watching it, I was actually incredibly surprised by the twist that happened here. And we'll learn more about it in a second, but... What kind of got me is the fact that all of a sudden she is now Cherry instead of Sherry. It was really weird. In the beginning, it's Sean said Sherry. So it must have been, uh, you know, a mistake, an error that he said it in that way. And then the cut, they couldn't really do anything with or they just didn't have enough time to do a reshoot. So they kept it in there and I hope that nobody would fucking notice but it's obviously uh, Sherry at the beginning of the film. Now it's Cherry, okay? Which is what the character is called in the IMDb profile. So I'm going to go with Cherry. But she comes out middle of nowhere on her fucking motorcycle with her fucking corset around her fucking like body, you know, stopping him from shooting Krampus. And we find out, oh my God, she's actually Mrs. Claus. But if we remember from the beginning of the movie, she fucking hates Christmas, right? Hates the whole thing. We don't know why. And hopefully we're going to learn about that in just a bit. But we do see that the characters, the rest of them, Sean, Sadie, Dahlia, and Alexi, they run off into one of the places that they think that they can hide. 
but it ends up being, you know, they start to get surrounded by the little hairballs. When that happens, we go back over and we're going to go ahead and see the plan that Sherry has laid for, you know, Krampus as well as Santa Claus. Harry, what have you done? I was nobody to you and nobody to the entire world. You saw the way they portrayed me, always at your side with a plate of cookies to serve you. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. I was portrayed as fat, ugly, and old when we both know that I am fucking hot. I am cleansing the world of all the little shits, naughty or nice. And guess what? You, you can't do this. They'll all think it was you. Holy shit, that is one hell of a plan. And I could have sworn that he called hers Carrie this time. Like, what the hell? Is it Sherry? Is it Cherry or is it Carrie? I don't know which fucking one it is. Well, it's supposed to be Sherry because that's what it is. Again, like I said, on IMDb. But it obviously seems like everybody is calling her some version of fucking Airy, okay? So, she basically is pissed off the way that history has said that Santa was. And that... Mrs. Claus was, right? It was the same thing that happened with Santa when we were talking about him a long time ago, where he even said that, you know, what you guys know in your lore is not exactly the way that it is. And so she's like, I was hot, or I am hot, is what she was saying. And the fact that, you know, she was portrayed as old and fucking portly because that is what Santa fucking is, and she doesn't like that. So she's going, and she's basically convinced Krampus here to be her fucking minion in a way, because all he wants is fucking tits. That's it. And I guess at some point, you know, she had the tits to rock to get fucking Krampus going, so that way that he would just do her fucking business, and I guess good on you, lady. Uh, and basically taking the souls of good and bad children and, you know, blaming it on, I don't know how you're going to blame it on fucking Santa, because I guess maybe Krampus has been lost in history, but she's just going to go around to every fucking house and then sneak in, take the soul of the kid and sneak out. That's the way everything is going to work. You're going to do it all in one fucking night. So you're going to rid the whole human population of kids. That's pretty fucked up for basically being, like, shown as being old and fat instead of being, like, younger and hot, I guess, at some point in life of Mrs. Claus. So, we learn a little more about what, what has been going on with Mrs. Claus and Krampus. Why are you doing this? To rewrite history my way with a little help from my Harry boyfriend. Oh, baby, you were too busy spreading love to the world. Krampus, go get our sled. We have work to do tonight. So, she's been fucking Krampus for who knows how long, okay? That is the whole situation that's going on between the two of them. He's totally ensnared by her. She is just ready to get it all on. And we cut back over 
to, you know, our other fellow humans that are out there trying to stop Krampus. And they're inside one of the storage rooms where all of a sudden all the little balls come down. And then all the little balls that have been hiding there that were supposed to go into hell and supposedly are all the souls of the children... They come to life and they start gnashing their teeth out and then they start biting everybody. And I'm like, holy shit, are they all fucking dead? Because that's what it looks like. They're just, it shows them getting bit. It shows them on top of their boobs. They're just as fucking horned dog as their fucking dad is because they go right for fucking Dahlia's big, voluptuous, plump breasts. It's really ridiculous. Like the way they do everything. Yet all of a sudden Sean starts shooting at everybody and then everything's fine. Like they get out of there perfectly fine and it makes no fucking sense to me. Like you show them basically getting maimed. And yet, everybody is okay. Nobody's bleeding when they get out of there. Nobody is missing a boob. Nothing else is wrong with them. They're just... Ugh. They're free. So they get out of there, and they're getting ready to go after Krampus and whatever the fuck her name is, Mrs. Claus. And so she's now gotten on... She's taken Santa's uh, staff... The Santa tried to go after them. He was able to pull the axe out and he tried to go and throw it at Krampus, but wasn't able to hit him. They get inside the sleigh. They start going away. Everything looks like, you know, it's going to be bad for them. And there's just nothing else that can be done. And Alexi with the axe, she looks over at Santa and Santa says, you know what needs to be done. And so she takes the axe. She takes a giant swing and she chops the head right off of Santa Claus which causes the entire sleigh to fucking explode. What? Wouldn't it just kill fucking Krampus? And she even said, it's all connected. Like, just like Santa said in that one scene, right? And she knew that if she killed Santa, that she would at least kill Krampus, even though, you know, Mrs. Claus would have the fucking cane, but wouldn't it lose his power? So maybe when Santa fucking died, and he says, the cane comes with me, I don't... or. I come with the cane, the cane doesn't come with me. Something along the lines of that. So maybe when he dies, it's what the explosion that you see in the background is the cane blowing up, which blows up the whole sleigh. And of course, Krampus also gets his head cut off. So, you know, you can definitely know that he's dead as well as poor old Santa Claus. So there is no more Santa Claus in the world. Uh, we hear the sirens of the cops. They're coming up. They run over to Sean. And then we get the end of the film which culminates with Krampus's head flying at the screen. Sean! This way! Come on! Oh, Sean! Sean! Sean, are you right? What happened? You wouldn't believe me if I told you. And so that was Sleigh Bells. And it's a really terrible ending, to be honest with you. It just seems like everything kind of happens really fast. They spend way too much time in the beginning, inside of the place. Like, it's paced for an hour and a half 
an hour and 40 minute movie, but it's only an hour and 17 minutes. And there's so much just random filler in there. I didn't even go through the filler where the cops came back again. They went back and now the sheriff is the one that's answering all the phones because she can't take it anymore. And she realizes that, oh, hey, everybody is up there. And the girls that called earlier, they weren't shitting when they were saying that there was something weird up there. You know, and she just left. She just up and fucking left. And then, you know, there's more scenes of him answering the phones because there's more shit that's going on. We don't really need that. It would have been cool if it just fucking stayed at Santa Land. And then you had the couple of, like, little scenes where Sean gets called in there. Where Brian comes up. Maybe Brian survives and he dies protecting rather than just getting killed. But it is rather funny that he's just like, okay, you're my girlfriend. And then all of a sudden, I'm fucking dead. Like, that's the way that the whole thing goes there. So... It, it has its moments where it's really fun, and it has its moments where it's just goddamn, like, annoying and terrible at the same time. And it definitely has a terrible end where it just, it's like it blows up, the head flies at the screen, and there's no further resolution from that. Because they're like, oh, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. And then Santa's body, after it's been decapitated, turns into, like, gold dust. And nobody is fucking surprised. Everybody's just fucking standing there. And then where's Krampus's head gonna fall if the rest of the body's turned to gold dust? So he has to have turned to gold dust, too, unless Santa's head just stays around. And really, they can't be killed or... I don't fucking know. Like, I wish there was just a little bit more where there was a little bit more resolution. Or maybe after everything, you know, you see Alexi and Sean, they've been together. And I know this sounds really cheesy, but, like, it gives you something for an ending. They're together, then all of a sudden it's like, you see Sherry, Cherry, whatever the fuck her name is, show up and, you know, come after them, and then it cuts to credits, because, you know, there could be more, or something like that. Yeah, is it cheesy? But I feel like it would have been more of a resolution than what we got here, other than Krampus's head flying at the screen. So, if I'm gonna rate the film, um, let's start with the gore in the film, and I would give that, actually, like, a 3 out of 5. There's a couple little scenes here... You got Santa there with his head being chopped off. You've got a couple of bites to the boob, nothing really major. And then you have Brian being ripped apart by the horns of Krampus. That looked pretty good. So I would definitely give it a 3 out of 5. It might kind of venture down closer to the 2 out of 5 area. But I'm going to give it the benefit of a doubt and go 3 out of 5. Because I really do like the heart scenes too, where you see the hearts. And there's even a scene where Krampus, and I didn't mention it, but he like feeds the little things and he cuts his wrist and he's dropping the blood into them and he's feeding his little babies uh, uh you know his little children's souls a little bit of blood right there so it's you know it's okay crap factor it's a three out of five um there's some good performances and then there are some bad performances one of the big notes that i wrote was that the performances from the girls go from okay to terrible I really did not like the Sadie person, and Dahlia, she was just okay. Alexi was the best out of all of them, uh, but the good thing was is they had really good chemistry together, and they really, you know, felt like they were friends, but the whole thing with them being, like, urban explorer, YouTube people, it's just shitty. I get it. You're going with the times. You're trying to do something that's current and try to connect with something out there. But it's just terrible. It was kind of like when Kevin Smith did the whole, oh, they're podcasters. 
going up doing this story and he's going to turn him into a walrus. You know, I was like, that's a little cringy, Kevin Smith. But then it turned out, you know, not terrible. It wasn't a big focus, but here they tried to make it a little more of a focus. And just the way that they did those things, it was really terrible and cringy, even though there might have been some funny stuff on the side, but you couldn't really tell what it was, nor could you read what it was. Like they wrote some stuff and then they just cropped it off. And then the whole fucking live, like, bar, the thing is terrible. So, I would give the crap factor on this. Honestly, I was going to give it a three, but I'm going to give it a four out of five. Because there's a lot of, like, weird continuity things. There's even a scene, (laughs) that's hilarious, I forgot about this as well, where, when the scene with Sean, when Sean's, like, basically trying to believe that he's Santa... You see Barry Bostwick in the back, and he's, like, looking off camera, and then it's like, oh, shit, I'm supposed to be over there in the scene. Like, they're telling him, go, 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 and then he runs towards the camera, and it looks like they purposely, like, blurted out, so you can't quite tell. Your focus has been shifted up into Alexi at that point, and then all of a sudden, here comes Santa to be in the scene, but it's just really funny that it turned out like that. Uh, And then the fun factor, I'm actually going to give this a 3 out of 5 because I think the practical effects are really fun. I think that some of the ideas are fun. Some of the dialogue is fun. I just wish they hadn't given the synopsis, especially out there on like Amazon and some other places. The one that's on IMDb is actually a little better. Um, It just says they they get mixed up with Krampus, not that they, um, you know, cause Krampus to happen. So I think I would have been a little more wary or maybe not wary is the word, but I would have had different ideas and different approaches the way that it is. And I really wish that it would have been the other way because I think it would have been neat. You go to the Santa world, then all of a sudden there is a way that Krampus is basically buried here. And that's what the secret of the place is. And they release him by either taking out the axe, taking a certain thing, just doing something a little different. But the twist with Mrs. Claus being the bartender and her being mad at Santa for the way that she was depicted, fucking loved it. I thought that was original, that was really neat, and that made it really fun. So overall, I'm going to give this uh, three hairy balls of teeth out of five. I think that, like I said, I think it's a very entertaining movie. Um, you're you're really going to be, it's going to be middle level for most people. Your mileage is going to vary uh, with the showing and how much that you can stand those girls after a while because they do kind of get on your head but then they kind of disappear towards the second end of the movie or at least the way that they act where it comes more about like fighting off Krampus and those types of things so it's not terribly bad so um with that being said why don't we move on and talk about the next movie that we're going to look at now I will say this this is going to be for the next full review, like movie review, full episode of the podcast. There is a bonus episode that is going to come out on Christmas Day, and this will come out a couple days later. But on Christmas Day, you're going to be treated to a very special episode with Phantom Dark Dave and I, uh, where we are going to be talking about a Christmas special, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. So that's not what this is. This is going to be the one that's going to be released shortly after that, and the trailer for the movie begins right now. Further updates. Reports of mass infection with the as yet unidentified virus continue to come in from across the world. Hey guys. Have a good morning. Sure, it'll be the same as always. Can you hear me? I'm a first aider. 
So that's right. I'm going to be looking at Anna and the Apocalypse. Now, when this came out last year, I actually wanted to go into the theater and see it. Never really got a chance. I know that, uh, you know, Paranormal Pat, he also kind of had interest in it. But I don't remember if it was playing anywhere relatively close to either of us. Or we just didn't find the time with all everything else that was coming out around the same time. So... I'm going to take a look at it. It's available right now on Amazon Prime. I know there are other podcasts. In fact, I think the day that this podcast is releasing, there's another one out there that's doing it today. Um, it's just something that I wanted to do even last year, but I wait for this format to do it and be able to grab the audio. So the one question I do want to ask everybody out there that does listen to this show and has been listening to this show for a long time is, do you want me to do this like the Poultry Geist episode? If you remember the Poltergeist episode, that is a musical. And the way that I did that was a little different than I do this podcast. So since Anna and the Apocalypse is a musical episode as well, I'm asking you guys if you would like me to do it in that type of fashion, where the things, the songs are more put like towards the end of it, if you're interested in hearing them. I may not, it may be just like my favorites that from the movie, or would you rather have it that I insert like those favorite songs as full songs within the movie, which I'm still a little wary about doing, to be honest with you, but I want to see what you guys have to say, especially if I pause and I talk, maybe I can kind of get around some things that worries me a little bit, but I also feel like we should be able to hear some of this stuff. Um, but I would figure out a way. So please let me know. And how can you let me know? Well, you can reach out to me on Twitter, T underscore T underscore podcast. I'm going to put a poll up there too. That's going to say, do the next episode like Poltergeist? Yes or no? Vote in that poll. Go to the Facebook page with facebook.com slash terrible terror podcast. And then there should be a poll up there as well that will allow you to vote on the same thing. You can go ahead and catch me out there on Instagram, terrible terror podcast. Go to the YouTube channel, terrible terror podcast. And, uh, you know, just check all the little reviews and stuff out. Um, we're, we're definitely gonna, I'm gonna have something over there I know for Star Wars The Last Jedi when it pops out. So, um, next episode, Anna and the Apocalypse. Thank you guys very for listening. Um, and also make sure to check out the holiday special too when it comes out. Christmas Day. Bye.